Well, I was on a walk a couple weeks ago with my friend, and uh, we walk regularly, and I was uh, just griping that day, you know? I was just like, I don't have this and that and whatever. I was really on a roll. And she, I decided to run my scripture passages options by her. And today I chose the one on the 10 lepers. And she said, oh, that is the perfect one because it may transform you into a more grateful person. <laughs> Admittedly, I agree that she was right. And uh, I'm glad I have friends that keep me in check. So let me read our scripture for this morning. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, please open our hearts and our minds to you this day. In this passage, the reaction to the healing is actually emphasized more than the healing itself. Faith and gratitude are at the heart of this passage. As Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, he encountered 10 men who had leprosy. Lepers of ancient society were treated like outcasts, and many lived in leper camps. Leprosy is a horrible disease, skin disease, that affects nerves, discoloration, and lumps on the skin. Sometimes it can even cause severe deformities. People who had leprosy were to observe a 50-pace buffer as not to contaminate others with this disease. That is why they were to stay a safe distance from others. They cried out to mercy for Jesus, and Jesus had compassion on them and instructed them to show themselves to the priests. Jesus told the lepers to go to the priests to present themselves because only the priests could certify that the person was clean before he or she could return to the community. And while they were going, they were cleansed. This healing happened as Jesus spoke. One of the men who had leprosy realized he was healed and came back to thank and praise Jesus. Surprisingly, or maybe not so surprisingly, only one out of the 10 lepers returns to thank Jesus. We're not sure why, but at least he realized that God was the healer. And it's possibly true for us today. The one who returned was a Samaritan, an outsider of the Jewish circle. What caused him to return and overflow was this gratitude and praise. He even threw himself at Jesus' feet. 
One commentary said, instead of going to the priest, the Samaritan became the priest and built his altar at the feet of Jesus. Jesus' response to the Samaritan was that his faith had made him well. It was not only a physical healing, but also a spiritual healing of salvation. There is another story in the Old Testament in the book of 2 Kings about a healing facilitated by the prophet Elisha. There was a commander of the army named Naaman. He lived in the country of Aram. Naaman was highly regarded because the Lord had given victory to Aram through him. However, Naaman had leprosy. A young girl from Israel was taken captive by the Aram bands and served Naaman's wife. She knew about the prophet Elisha, and she wanted Naaman to know about it because maybe he could cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went to the king of Aram and requested to visit the king of Israel with the hope that he would be cured. The letter he took requested his healing. Upon receiving the letter, the king of Israel tore his robes and said, am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? He asked Naaman why he was coming to him for healing. When the prophet Elijah heard that the king of Israel tore his robes, he sent a message saying, why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots to the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go wash yourself in the Jordan River seven times, and your flesh will be healed. But Naaman was angry at this response. He was sure that Elisha was going to come out to the doorstep and heal him right then and there. He questioned why he needed to be healed in the Jordan. Weren't there other rivers for him to be healed in? And he walked away in rage. Naaman's servants pleaded with him, go follow the great prophet's advice. So he changed his mind and went to the Jordan River and washed himself seven times. And his flesh was restored like a young man. Naaman went back to the man of God to Elisha and declared that the God of Israel was like none other in the world. Naaman wanted to give Elisha a gift as a way of saying thank you, but Elisha refused. So Naaman declared that he would never make burnt offerings or sacrifices to anyone but the Lord. Both the gospel lesson and the story of Naaman had similarities. Both of the main characters had leprosy, and both were foreigners and outsiders to the people of Israel. Naaman was a commander of the Aramean army, a dreaded foe of Israel, and the Samaritan was also thought to be an enemy of Israel's faith. Also, both the Samaritan and Naaman returned to say thank you to Jesus and to Elisha. They didn't take their physical healing for granted. God's grace and mercy extended beyond the Israelites. Thankfulness is a part of discipleship and following Jesus. It comes from remembering all that he has given to us and done for us. It is recognizing God as the giver of life 
and that God's presence is always with us. I know for some that people have the gift of faith and gratitude just rolls off your lips. For others, giving thanks can be more difficult. Sometimes it's hard to be thankful when life is unfair. Maybe a family member dies or we lose our job. Suddenly, it feels like the rug is pulled out from under you. How do we say thanks then? And yet God is still present with us when bad things happen. There was a Guidepost article that I found inspiring. It was about a woman named Catherine. She and her sister were very close throughout the years. But her sister, Danelle, passed away from mouth cancer at the age of 45. Five years before that, she had beaten ovarian cancer, only to receive a diagnosis five years later that she had mouth cancer. It seemed like she had received one miracle, only to receive a diagnosis that took her life. Ever since Catherine lost her sister, she kept asking, God, where are you? Her sister's husband asked Catherine to come over and help her clean out her personal belongings. Her sister's husband gave her some of Danielle's books and journals. Her sister was a restless thinker and had a deep faith in God. She was also candid and honest that she didn't like churchy platitudes. Catherine was a bit reluctant to open the journal because of what might be revealed. She was afraid that maybe she'd read all of the painful excerpts of the cancer and her sister's last days. One day she decided to open the journal. It was the day that her sister received the diagnosis of her mouth cancer. And she wrote it was a great and terrible day. She was honest about her fears and also her determination to trust in the Lord. Surprisingly, the excerpts about cancer were minimal. Most of her journal was filled with gratitude for each day, for her children who were growing up, for the CPA exams that she was trying to pass, and the observations about life and people. Catherine wrote, her journal was about life not death. Catherine had spent so much time wondering where God was that she forgot to look at where God was present. It is such a good reminder when I'm ungrateful to look at all the ways God is present in my life. It helps me remember that God is the author of my life and that God is faithful. Now, writing this sermon hasn't transformed me into the most grateful person ever. I've got to admit. <laughs> But this passage of scripture and God's grace reminds me to thank him for each day and God's presence with me. Having a sense of gratitude can probably change us into more joyful people. Like the leper and Naaman, may we be spurred on to remember and praise God as we journey throughout our lives. I'd like to close with a prayer of thanksgiving from Diana Bass. Gratefulness grounds our lives in the world and with others, always reminding us of the gifts and grace that accompany our way no matter how hard the journey. Gratitude is a practice, a disposition, an awareness, a set of habits. 
But ultimately, gratitude is a place, perhaps the place where we find our truest and best selves. Amen.